Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 238. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week, and I got to tell you what a blazing week we've been having. Even though I am in a boot right now, well, not in, not at this moment, just trying to, uh, you know, give it a little rest, but I've been in a boot this whole week, uh, starting on Monday. It's been kind of difficult so far. Um, my doctor said I had uh, some... some ma- uh, micro tears in my MCL, and then he also said that my ankle had a lot of damage from arthritis um, and tendinopathy. Um, it, it was a weird situation, you know, like I said, I wasn't feeling too much pain, but when I went in there, he really focused on the knee and focused on the on my ankle, and uh, and he found some, uh, and took some x-rays and found some tears, uh, and my ankle looked really swollen. Um, so, you know, I'm going to be in a boot for about two weeks. And then he said, he's going to reevaluate me, uh, told me that I'm not going to need surgery, which I was happy to hear. Uh, just gotta be patient and also just gotta be off of it as much as possible. So I am taking next week off just to, you know, get a little bit more R and R, it has been a strange journey so far with this, just uh, trying to know your body, trying to know uh, what is going on in your body. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just uh, got to listen, you know, because um, this the, this doctor that I went to, he, you know, he's a sports um, medicine guy. So he, he knows exactly the targeted areas. And once he was pressing on it and stuff like that, I was feeling some dis- more discomfort. So hopefully this is going to go smoothly. You know, hopefully I, I recover very well. Um, I, I continue to just be patient. You know, uh, this week it kind of gave me a little bit more of a positive uh, focus, knowing that, you know, two, it's only a two-week process. Uh, he's, you know, the reevaluation and hopefully, you know, me just being off of it, uh, me not doing too much, um, you know, doesn't, hurt it or anymore or anything like that you know that's I just got to be patient and, and know that it's going to take a, a while to get, to get back um but it was crazy because he knew exactly where to press um which you know I, I often was doing that but I, I didn't know exactly where in you know to the knee uh but he got in there and, and he and he kind of he kind of understood where uh I was having the the the, the discomfort but, you know, I also been real just focused on this pod this week. Uh, couldn't wait to get on. Just knowing, you know, sports right now is right in in, in the front view right now. Um, we had, you know, baseball, football, uh, high school football, college football. I mean, there's so many sports right now that's going MMA. Um, so, you know, this week was really just trying to uh, keep up with it all. Um, and that's what's so good about this pod. It just makes me want to keep up with what's going on, uh, and, and keep keep you guys in the loop as well. Uh, but this this week, we, you know, we besides the bad news, I had to be in a boot. You know, we we ended up going out fishing a couple times, um, and we ended up catching big this past week. You know, we, we caught at least about twelve fish this weekend, uh, right there on the San Joaquin River. A couple um, bass. Mostly bluegill, but the size of these damn bluegill are, have to be some of the biggest that we've seen um, all summer. 
So you can tell that they're trying to get, you know, and, and you can tell like the, the, the season's starting to change. So, you know, that water just, uh, it, it makes those fish bite. You know, they, they're trying to, they're trying to feed, they're trying to eat. And right now is a great time to go out there, go catch a fish. If you, if you're into fishing at all, you know, you can ask me, I can tell you where to, where to go get your license or if, if you want a, a good spot to, to fish, you know, I always talk about Sycamore Island. Um, but this is the best time of the year because, you know, those bass are, are starting to bite, which, you know, we, we've been having a, 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 some trouble this whole summer, you know, because when it's summer, the, the, the fish like to go deeper in, in the deeper waters. But like these last couple of weeks, we've been getting some great, great bites. And I just suggest you guys, you know, hitting the water just for even if you guys get a couple of days, um, get out there, go enjoy the outdoors. I mean. The river is just literally in our backyard. I, I, I just feel like more and more people are starting to take advantage, which I like. But I've been seeing a lot more trash. Um, so if you are going out there and you are fishing and you know uh, that you're going to be out there all day, make sure to bring a garbage bag or, or whatnot. You know, I like to bring like a little uh, bucket. That way we, we can throw our cans in there. We can throw, our, you know, our uh, our trash in there. It just makes it a lot easier, um, but I, I I do suggest you guys go out there. The weather is beautiful. This is the this is probably the best time of the year coming in from the end of uh, September going into October. You know it's still a little hot when you when you are in the in the middle of the day, but once it gets to around six o'clock, five thirty six o'clock, uh, once that that sun starts to go, set. It starts becoming beautiful here in Fresno, and this this is the best time of the year, especially you know, like I said, you got all the sports going, you got high school football, you see all the the lights on Friday, and then you see the lights uh, on Saturday here at the Fresno State Stadium. I mean, it's an incredible time of the year. Um, so I just suggest you guys just you know make the best of what we have in in a small city uh, that has a big uh, that is. I should say a big city with a small mentality. You know, we're still growing. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that are starting to uh, appear. You know, more events, more um, festivals and stuff like that come in these upcoming months. Uh, because these are this is the best time to be in Fresno, I feel like. Uh, right around, like I said, September, October, and then like the first two weeks of November, uh, those are the prime Fresno months to have, you know, at least a, a nice uh, fall going into winter. And once you're in winter in Fresno, I mean, you're 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 freezing. It's a, like if you know you lived here, it's it goes from one extreme to the next. And that's why I advocate this time right now. And then right around April, uh, the end of March, all the way till I would say May. You know, and that those are the best times to be in Fresno. I feel like, and those those are the times where I'm like, I need to be out of the house. I need to be uh, under the sun and enjoying what we have here. Um, nothing really else. We we're up to this weekend. You know, uh, just really laying low. Ever since uh, this happened with my knee, and my doctor's really been telling me to stay off of it. Uh, we've really just been at home, just watching shows, watching movies. Um, and the movie that I want, or or the, sh or the shows and the uh, and the movies I want to talk about this week um, is is uh, the Pope's Exorcist, and that is with Gerard Butler. Um, and this movie had me freaked out. 
Um, I didn't know exactly what I was going to get myself into. Uh, I've watched Exorcist before, and nothing nothing like this. Um, and if you don't know, Gerard Butler is probably one of my favorite actors, you know. He's, he's done Gladiator. He's done a lot of other uh, great movies. Uh, but he plays uh, this chief exorcist that works for uh, the Pope. Um, and throughout this, throughout his career, he battles, you know, uh, Satan, uh, demons uh, that possess people. Um, but there was a, a detailed portrait uh, of a priest who uh, performed, you know, hundreds and thousands of, of these exorcists. And, um, and it's really about a, a, a pope that has done uh, these exorcists, you know. Um, well, they claim that he has done over 50,000. 50, I think it was 50,000 or 100,000. I'm not too sure. Uh, but it was, it was just a reference of this pope, of uh, this pope's exorcist. And uh, the movie really goes into uh, the dis disappearance of uh, some of the Spanish Inquisition, which was kind of weird. It was like you got a little bit of history with it, but then you also got a little suspense. Um, and it was just this little like, I don't know what it was. It was like a, it was like a, a, a big coin of some sort uh, that they found in, in a wall of one of these old uh, Spanish uh, churches, which, you know, I don't even think it was a church. I think it was like a, almost like a castle. Um, and it was inherited uh, by uh, some man's wife and family. Um, and that's when it really started like unfolding. You know, once uh, they spotted this, this thing in the wall, um, they were intrigued by it. And once, once they ended up, you know, uh, focusing on this on this coin, uh, the 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 demon or or Satan, whatever you want to say, uh, would possess the people, and uh, you know, and then it started becoming real crazy after that. Uh, but I feel like Russell Crowe in this one played such a good role. Um, he really balances out his acting. You know, he 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 has his Russell Crowe moment. But then he also stays in that, you know, um, Latin kind of um, church talk. I don't know what you would call that. It's just you, you have a different type of talk. Um, and he does it really good. Uh, and I think at whole, uh, this was a larger than life kind of film. Uh, it scared you. It, it gave you some knowledge. Um, and it also takes you through history. So it, it gives you a little bit of everything. Um, and if you're like, you know, religious or anything, um, I feel like this is a, a great way to learn about maybe someone um, inside your faith, you know, that has dealt with these kinds of real exorcisms. Uh, so it's just based off, you know, the memoirs of, uh, I think, a, a, a exorcist. I think his name was... Um, Father Amorth, Amorth, um, and this is what happened like throughout time. You know, um, this was uh, some of his own self stories that he wrote, um, and it, it's just a great one that I think everybody should watch. Uh, this was something that I ended. I wanted to watch in the theaters, uh, 
Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm not a big fan to go watch scary movies in the theaters because I get extra scared. Uh, but definitely check it out on Netflix. It's, uh, you know, they also have like a, a, a docu-series also on this, which I have not checked out, which I, I'm definitely going to check that out. I just found out uh, that they do have that docu-series. It's called Vatican Girl, and it's called The Disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot to this uh, a movie, and I just hope you guys are uh, will enjoy it. And while I've been watching a lot of different movies and shows, I've been, you know, steady listening to music at the same time. Um, I'm a huge listener on Spotify. So if you guys guys got a Spotify account, you guys can find me on there. Uh, but this week, I was really interested in uh, talking about the new Currency album. Uh, well, it's a Currency and Jet Life album. Um, but if you don't know who Currency is, he is from New Orleans. He's a rapper. Uh, but now he's also a, a hip-hop, uh, I think, pioneer. Um, he signed with hip-hop uh, labels like No Limit, Cash Money, and Young Money uh, before now uh, founding his own uh, record label, Jet Life Records. And he, I think he did that early in the early 2011. Uh, but this album that he just uh, dropped this uh, past I think it was last month, uh, was something that I was, I didn't look for, you know, um, I'm usually someone that likes to listen to, uh, your favorite artists right when they drop and currency is definitely one of those guys, but I, you know, I haven't been really focusing on, um, newer underground type of music. I've been more focusing on what has been popular, I guess. Uh, but whenever I whenever I uh, get to a currency album, I always have to, you know, either talk about it or or really uh, put myself into it. Um, and this one is definitely one I wanted to check out because it does have his uh, label mates, uh, and it's a twenty one track, basically discography, um, about two to three minute songs. Some are a little bit longer, but. Uh, most of them are from uh, his his label, and uh, this is their 10th project together, which, you know, you can go back to really his beginning of time uh, or beginning of his career, and that's really when he used to use a lot of his label mates for his um, features, you know? Uh, but this is, the album was released on, yeah, September 8th, which was last week, Um so the album is, is definitely lengthy, but it has at least effort to it, you know? Um, I, I don't like when artist does, you know, 20 lazy tracks where it sounds one like, like the other. Um, so this one right here, I feel like it gives you a lot for uh, what he's trying to produce with his label. Um, it gives you a chance to listen to not only his... Uh, kind of raps but his label mates raps as well um and if you don't know some of his label mates i'm just gonna name them off for you trademark this uh the skydiver roddy uh young roddy smoke dizza uh ty uh, and this one he has a lot of his newer acts uh fiend g style black cobain and fendi p um and to me, is like when you talk about currency, you talk about someone that has paved the way for independent rappers, 
And I think, you know, for someone that has uh, been through The Ringer with No Limit, with all those other labels, I think he understands um, how to keep this label together and keep them uh, almost the chemistry always flows with these types of albums, which is why I like to listen to, uh, you know, basically the Jet Life album, I would have to say it would be called. Because um, Currency is on it, but it's not only Currency. You know, you you got a bunch of different artists uh, from his uh, label, which I love. Um, so if you're looking for something good to listen to, make sure you uh, check out Currency and the Jet Life uh, season opener. You know, uh, you can find it all on your streaming services. Uh, but my favorite songs off this album are Who Let You In, which features Currency Fendi P and Black Cobain. And then I like I Shine, which is um, G Style and Isis. And then I like Extra Shrimp, which is uh, Fendi P and Fiend. So if you're look, like I said, if you're looking for something fresh, if you're looking for something new, and definitely if you're a hip hop fan, you will like this album. So make sure you check out Currency and Jet Life season opener. Now let's talk about some local uh, topics as this week I want to talk about the needle exchange program in downtown Fresno. Um, a lot of people were saying is a wrong thing. Uh, you know, people right now have a lot of heated uh, messages of disapproval. Um, so much, I, I think, hatred. Not hatred, it's just almost disgust. Um, and a lot of you know, our local leaders are actually speaking out about Fresno County bringing a needle exchange program uh, to the Fulton Street in downtown Fresno, which, you know, they've been trying to revitalize. And let me know what you guys are listening um, to this week. They're, they're arguing right now over the proposed needle exchange in downtown Fresno, which began at Fresno City Hall uh, when three council members publicly spoke out uh, against the needle um, exchange. And during this press conference, um, one of the council members, I think it was uh, Miguel Arias, he ended up uh, talking out, calling out uh, DA Lisa Smith camp um, on the issues of this uh, needle exchange. Um, and this has prompted a lot more other people to really speak out about it and uh, talk about it. Um, and the response really from Fresno County uh, was really just how much we need a, a different location for a needle exchange, especially, you know, because of the hot months of the summer um, and the extreme um, cold in the winter. You know, they, they, they do these uh, needle exchanges outside um, and it's kind of weird that they are trying to make Fulton Street, kind of the target area. Um, but, you know, this is something that needs to be here, but where does it need to go, you know? So there has been a press conference, and uh, like I said, the Fresno City Council members, uh, Gary Bradfield and Miguel Arias, also uh, Mayor Jerry Dyer, really were uh, against it um, because, you know, it puts a little bit of a hindrance on the revitalization of the Fulton Street um, area. 
Um, and they described really, uh, I, I would say that they thought it was dangerous or disruptive to uh, what has already been uh, leading into the revitalization, which, you know, has been taking some time already. But basically, um, you know, they're, they're afraid that, you know, when they have these types of uh, events or festivals that uh, nobody's going to want to be uh, around, you know, crackheads or drug users, you know. Um, but to me, it's just, I, I think it needs to be in a different area. Uh, Fulton, yeah, it, it, you know, it's folk, that, that's focused on revitalizing. But also, I think there's other areas that could really uh, benefit from this or multiple areas, you know, maybe two areas. Um, but I know that uh, the program is very much needed. You know, they're, you don't want needles on the ground for kids to, you know, step on or play with or even even people that are just wearing sandals or whatnot. You don't want them on the ground at all. You know, you don't want to see that kind of stuff. Um, so these places are definitely needed because it works, you know, um, they, they've already had research that say that it works, but it's just where, where does, where do these, these spots become disruptive? I would say, um, but he said, uh, there's been claims that the program will hound out 20,000 packs tear funded needles to drug addicts every week within two hours. Uh, equaling 80,000 needles every month and 1 million needles every year. You know, I just don't know about what, what, what some of these uh, politicians are talking about. Just, you know, people are going to use drugs regardless. Um, and I, I just feel like, you know, yeah, you, you're kind of making it more accessible, but then you're also taking the fear of what they throw into the trash cans, uh, the used needles that are on the ground. I mean, you, you have to have these kind of needle exchange programs. Um, and I, I'm not going to say there's evidence that it does reduce drug usage, um, but it does make it a little bit more safer for people to be able to, to, to get the, the, the needles that they need, but also to uh, put them in a safe spot, uh, not in, in danger of other people's health. Because people are going to use drugs regardless. So if you don't have these types of things, they're going to be on the ground in the trash cans and everywhere else. Just like a just like a cigarette butt. Where do you see a cigarette butt? That's where you would see a needle. Um, and so these needle exchanges are definitely needed around the town. Um, especially because we are known for a big, big drug usage. Um, I just don't know about this, the, the area of where they're putting it. That that's for me is the the whole kicker is Fulton Street whereabouts on Fulton Street. I'm not too sure. Um, I I I just been reading that it's been on Fulton Street, um, but I I I think there is an importance for these uh, places like the Needle Exchange, um, and I don't think they have a, a horrible impact on. A place like downtown, which I do think it's needed in downtown. Uh, but Fulton Street, you know, is a place that have have has businesses and needs to have new businesses. So I don't think Fulton Street would be the perfect spot. Um, 
I'm not too sure where the perfect spot is, actually. But I know uh, city leaders announced that Fresno is expected to receive $250 million state fund dollars to upgrade downtown. Uh, and that was, you know, back in June. And this is the probably the largest amount of money that we've seen to go into our downtown. So is our image, is our... I'm not going to even say our image, but do we want to have something like a, a needle exchange right in the focus of what we have been doing uh, with the revitalization? Um, and a lot of a lot of people will say, "What kind of revitalization have we done?" You know, uh, that's a big debate to to be had. You know, um, but at the same time, it's like you know, you don't you don't want to put family. And, and and kids in a situation of danger, and I, I can understand about uh, why these council members are advocating not to have it on Fulton Street, and maybe not even in in the downtown area. But I feel like you have already a lot of homelessness. You have a lot of um, a lot of that area is not used, so you have a lot of these people that are using drugs on the street. You know, and you don't want those needles just to be laid there. You want them to have a place to be able to put them and and, and make sure that, you know, people are staying safe. Um, so hopefully, you know, they make this a big, a big uh, topic and a big concern that everybody should have. I think anybody that goes into that, you know, Fulton Street or downtown area, should be aware about what's going into it and also uh, the motives that they have uh, putting it there. So make sure you guys are just, you know, staying on top of it and make sure you guys are just checking it out, you know, and, and see and make your own assumptions and make your own kind of um, action. You know, um, for me, I, I just I just think, you know, uh, Fulton Street might not be the best spot for it maybe we could find a different location uh that could be just as good you know um i'm not too sure how this is going to unfold i would like to know what you guys think about the needle exchange and uh make maybe we could talk about it more on the next pod you know and this week i gotta tell you i was really really happy to see that adam sandler is coming to fresno um and it's going to be for his tour, the I Missed You tour, which is going to be a 25-city run. Uh, and Fresno is actually one of the stops for the tour. Um, it's going to be, I think, a United States and Canada tour. Uh, but the tour was actually announced on Wednesday. So Sadler will be here Friday, October 20th at the St. Mark Center. Um, and the I Missed You tour will be on sale for pre-sale September 14th, which is today, and will be on for uh, public uh, tomorrow, at September 15th. Um, there's going to be also other cities, I think San Jose, um, Anaheim, and I think Palm Desert was another one of the cities. Uh, but I'm excited to see what this is going to unfold, you know. Um, I just watched his uh, last movie, uh, Daughter's Bar Mitzvah, uh, and 
it was a really good movie, you know, and he, he's making these, he, I think he's making movies now, not for us, but he's making movies now for the future uh, of our kids and everything, so he's making a comeback in a certain sense, you know, especially with his uh, uh, other movies that he's dropped, um, you know, classic Waterboy, Big Daddy, um, Click, um, some of my favorites, actually. Everything that he's done and touched is something that I love. Uh, but Live Nation announced that this tour uh, was going to happen, and it actually is falling through. So I'm excited. Uh, I don't know exactly how much the tickets are right now, uh, but I definitely would love to check out you know this this uh, this tour. Um, especially, like I said, the last movie that he had, um, I think, what was it called? You're not invited to my, my bar mitzvah. That's what it's called. Um, and it's about his daughter's bar mitzvah. I don't know why I said it. It's called daughter's bar mitzvah. Um, but he, you know, he also had hustle that he dropped this past, um, year, 2022, I believe. Um, Hustle, which was one of my favorite movies of 2022. Um, so he has tons of new movies that have already dropped and is critically acclaimed already. So I'm just hoping that this um, tour is going to be a hitter. So make sure you guys stay tuned and uh, make sure you guys check out the other tour dates. Maybe you can't make the Fresno one, but definitely uh, check it out. Friday, October 20th, uh, that will be Adam Sandler. With his new tour. And this week I wanted to support my local talent. You know we got a, uh, some great talent here in Fresno. Uh, we're looking at the title pendings capsule of a continuous state of evolution. And their release party. Um, which is going to be featuring live performances by your boy The Fee. I am Otis, Otis Reed. BKR Raps. And T.A. The Grizzly. With Envy, uh, the table list on the ones and twos. And this is going to be September 22nd, 2023 from 7.30 to 11 p.m. And I think it's going to be an all-ages event. Um, it's going to be at Tioga Sequoia Beer Garden. And that's 745 Fulton Street, Fresno, California, 93721. And this is going to be an event you don't want to miss. If you're into local hip-hop, if you're looking into local culture, this is definitely one that you don't want to miss. Um, I'm going to probably end up checking this one out. I'm going to just say that right now. Um, BKR, to me, always comes with a great show. Um, TA The Handful has been doing a lot of different shows. I think he's been on tour. Um, your boy The Feet, I haven't seen him live for a while, probably maybe five years. So him coming out to do this performance, I think this is going to be a big thing for um, Fresno and definitely what he's been already uh, designing for himself. Um, and then we got Otis Reed, who has been, the, like I said, the eye of the town uh, with his videos and also with his latest album, Godis. I mean, all these artists right now, to me, are probably in their primes. They're, 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 they're doing great work. They're putting out some great hitters. Um, your boy, the fee, I think is the, the one that has the latest music out right now. 
and Tien and Handful and uh, Otis just dropped another video. Uh, so this is a definite event you guys don't want to miss. Uh, and it's presented by Title Pending, which is a, a local uh, culture fashion. I, I don't know what you would call it. It, it, it's a fashion. It, it, it's a it's a lifestyle. I would have to say is what title pending is is uh, is basically you know title pending. <laughs> I, I, it, it's a it's just a statement for uh, what what these what these uh, Fresno guys are trying to come up with, um, doing great things, making great noise, and I hope this show will you know just promote Fresno in a great great light. Uh, and I just want to do my part by telling you guys about it, letting you guys know. Make sure you guys check a continuous state of evolution featuring T.A. The Handful, BKR, your boy The Fee, and me, The Turntablist, and Otis Reed on September 22nd, 7.30 to 11 p.m. at Tioga Sequoia Beer Gardens. This is a good way to support your local talent, your local businesses, and also uh, culture. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you support your local culture by going to this event. This is going to be one one of my favorite probably events of the year. I ha I mean, I haven't been to very much lately um, just because, you know, COVID and just everything else that has been going on. Uh, but I'm definitely going to check this one out. I hope to see you guys out there. Now let's talk about our Friday Night Light segment as we had some great games this past week. Uh, let's start off with talking about the Bullard and Clovis West game, which was on, oh no, we'll start off with Thursday games. We'll start off with Thursday games. Uh, we had Clovis High versus Salinas, which Clovis High beat Salinas 38-0. to We had Tulare Union beating Justin Garza 62-48. Uh, Roosevelt beat Mendota 34-21. McLean beat Emmanuel 49-13. Chavez beat high or Chavez lost to Highland 35 to 14. And now let's talk about our Friday night games, which you know I like to talk about um, you know, just the bigger schools. Uh, but Bullard versus Clovis West, one of the best games of the week. Uh Clovis West just got by 21 to 0, uh, 21 to 20. Um, then we had Liberty. Uh, number two, Liberty versus number 11, Buchanan, which um, Liberty beat Buchanan 35-30. to 30, And Chowchilla beat Parlier 60-0. to zero. Uh, Central ended up beating Bishop Diego 48-28. to 28. Yosemite, Kalinga beat Reedley 24-0. Redwood beat Tulare Western 17-6. Sanger beat Lamore 42-13. Hoover beat Hanford West 44-21. Edison beat El DeMonte 21-7. Madera beat Madera South 48-0. Kingsburg beat Golden West 31-29. Hanford lost to Frontier 35-6. Clovis North beat Central Valley Christian High School 48-14. Fresno High just lost to Morro Bay 16-13. And Sunnyside beat Kerman 23 to 22. And then they had games on Saturday and uh, Clovis Weist, who is number one, beat Provo 41 to 24. And Garces Memorial beat Thousand Oaks 31 to 12. And this week they have some great, great games this week. I mean, some of the best games that I think so far. Um, and we're going to start off with 
our Thursday games, which is going to be Madera South versus Sunnyside. Um, and then for me, I think the game of the week, just because I like the matchup, is going to be San Joaquin Memorial versus Buchanan. And then they got McLean versus Fresno High. And then on Friday, Clovis West versus Edison. Chowchilla versus Yosemite. Kerman versus number one Clovis East. Fireball versus Emmanuel. Hanford versus Redwood. Central Valley Christian High School versus Mission Oak. Justin Garza versus Kalinga. Reedley versus Selma. Roosevelt versus Torres. Centennial versus Sanger. Ooh, I don't know. This might be the matchup of the week right here. I, I just saw it right now. Number four Central versus number two Liberty. Sanger West versus Hoover. And Clovis versus Buller. And then on Saturday, they have Garza's Memorial versus Monich. So some big games this week as, you know, high school football is one of the biggest things here in our Central Valley. And right now, you know, the teams that are uh, in the top 10 right now, at number 10, we got Clovis. At number 9, we got Central Valley Christian High School. Uh, at number 8, we got Frontier. At number 7, St. Joseph out of Santa Maria. At number 6, Sanger. Number 5, Central or no, number five, we got Clovis West. Uh, number four, Central. Number three, Clovis North. And number two, Liberty. And at number one, Clovis East. So these are some big games this week. I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot of different uh, movement here in the standings for next week. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Central Section High School Football. Now let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies as they end the season second. In the California League North Division, uh, they finished second from Modesto Nuts, who went 43-23 and for the season and ended the season off in a great manner for themselves. Um, you know, the Grizzlies finished the season with the best record uh, in the California League after a 5-5 win over the Nuts, and that was over the weekend. Uh, but, you know, just short of the playoff berth um fresno ended with the winning record and won from all seven teams in the california league and never finished worse than two and four in the series um the grizzlies improved to 45 to 25 in their final 70 games and 55 and 28 in their last 83 contests um the Grizzlies had a great season, so and you know you can't knock this season as you know it ended off right at the end with the Nuts, who etched off. You know they they had like a sixteen game winning streak, which you know you can't really you can't really stop that unless you stop it early and they, and they couldn't do that, um, especially during the week, you know. Um, I'm I'm a big uh, believer of uh, any given game. You know, you could win or you could lose, and that's how it went for us this week. As you know, uh, Modesto had an early start with the two and zero start on Tuesday and Wednesday. They beat us four to five, and then five to seven, and then Thursday they blew us out zero to eight, and then Friday, Saturday, um, we won on Friday three to two, and then Saturday we lost. Two to seventeen, and then Sunday finally got a, our win, eight to five. But that was already too late. Um, I think they already uh, they advanced right there on Saturday. So we needed to win before. Uh, couldn't get those wins, but 
You know, we still got to congratulate our Grizzlies if they had a job well done this season. You know, the, the, we can't win every season as uh, the Grizzlies, you know, we love to win, uh, you know, our world, the, the, the series or, or the championship. But this this season, we're going to have to just uh, be home and, and watch from, from Fresno. So hopefully uh, next season we'll get back into the race and, you know, have a great season. So make sure you always go Grizzlies. Now let's talk about the MLB. And this week, I would like to t- just talk about the standings. Um, right now, we're almost close to the um, World Series, which, you know, that's the best time of the year. Once we get into October, we'll be having, you know, football, baseball, and basketball. And, you know, baseball is going to be right into its playoff time. Uh, but... Right now, we got the Dodgers, who are first in the NL West with an 88 and 57 record, and they had a three-game series over the week uh, with the with the Nationals. Uh, they went two and one in that uh, series, eight and five the first game. Uh, then they the Nationals beat the Dodgers seven to six the second game, and then the Dodgers uh, beat the Nationals seven to three the third game, and then they had a, a three-game series with the Padres which the Padres ended up getting two games um, and the Dodgers only getting one. So the Padres beat the Dodgers 11-8 the first game. Then the Dodgers beat the Padres 11-2 their second. And then the Padres beat the Dodgers 6-1 their third game. And this week, the Dodgers will be on the road against the Mariners over the weekend. And then the Dodgers will be back home next week. Uh, versus the Tigers. Now let's talk about the Giants, who are 75 and 71. And the Giants were on the road last week with a three-game series with the Rockies. They ended up beating the Rockies 3-0. Uh, their first game, the Giants beat the Rockies 9-8. The Giants beat the Rockies their second game 9-1. And then the Giants beat the Rockies their third game 6-3. Then the Giants ended up having a home series against the Guardians which the Guardians only won one game out of that series. So the Giants beat the Guardians 5-4 the first game. The Guardians beat the Giants 3-1 the second game. And then the Giants beat the Guardians 6-5 the third game. And then this week, and the Giants will have a four-game series versus the Rockies. And they'll be on the road. And then the Giants will then be on the road uh, during the week with a two-game series versus the Diamondbacks. And let's talk about our San Diego Padres, who are fourth in the NL West. And and last week, the Padres had a three-game series versus the Astros, which they ended up going one and two. Um, the Padres beat the Astros 11-2 their first game. Then the Astros beat the Padres 7-5 their second game, and then 12-2 their third game. Then the Padres went and took on the Dodgers at home. Uh, or no, no, the, Dodger, the Dodgers were at home. Uh, but the Padres beat the Dodgers the first game, 11-8. Uh, then the Dodgers beat the Padres 11-2. And the Padres beat the Dodgers 6-1. to um, And then this weekend, the Padres will be on the road against the Athletics. And then the Padres will be back home during the week versus the Rockies. And we only have really three weeks of baseball left um, in the MLB. And 
we'll be talking next week about playoff birds and where people are in the wild card uh, situation. Uh, we got a lot of games to be played still, so make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the MLB. All right, now let's talk about the NFL, and I just gotta, I have to talk about, you know, the Aaron. Rodgers incident, what happened to uh, the New York Jets quarterback, you know, after his Achilles uh, tendon tear. And it's said that he's going to be down for the rest of the season. Um, This is not a good thing for the Jets, which, you know, their offense was really, really uh, powered by Aaron Rodgers' arm, uh, being able to throw the ball to some of the best receivers in the league that the Jets have. Uh, But I'm I'm so heartbroken for Rodgers right now, as you know, you know his emotions have to be at all time high. You know, knowing that he had a chance to really do something good with a, a young New York Jets team, um, he ended up saying, you know, keep him in his thoughts, keep him in the prayers, and hope to hope to begin that healing process. Uh, but this is definitely one of the darkest days that I've seen, you know, for Week One. As uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, and it's just it just sucks, you know. Um, as I thought he was going to have another MVP season, maybe even a Super Bowl run. As you know, the Jets ha- have been had struggles the last few years or for a long time. And I felt like they were going to be in another trajectory this year, um, especially in that AFC East um, conference that is stacked. Uh, you got the Dolphins, you got you know the the Patriots, and you got Buffalo Bills. But they were one of those teams that I was looking forward to really uh, watching this uh, next or this season. But now week one, you know now you're going to have to face. Zach Wilson um, for the for the New York Jets, but it's gonna it's gonna take a time some time for you know uh, Aaron Rodgers to come back from an Achilles tendon tear, uh, which you know week one is last week, and then you know who knows when he can come back. Um, I'm not thinking he's not gonna come back till later next year, um, and who knows he he might retire. I don't I I don't believe he will, will retire, but. Um, there's speculation saying that he might, uh, but I, I to me is like you you have to really think to yourself as a competitor, and you know Aaron Rodgers is one of the best competitors in the league. Uh, he's thinking to himself, how am I going to get better? Uh, that way I could prove to everybody that you know this was a fluke, and 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 you know uh, he's going to dominate. Um, that's what he he does, you know, especially with the Packers. Uh, his last team, uh, he, he played with a chip on his shoulders, which I loved. And that's why I like his, uh, that's why I like his swag in a, in a way, you know? Uh, but his numbers will always be up there. Um, and to me, uh, he'll always be one of the best quarterbacks that played in the NFL. So I just really believe he's going to have to heal up, get back into, you know, back to shape. And then we'll, we'll have to see reevaluate, you know? I think to me the Jets already spent too much money on their uh, on their uh, you know on this move, and uh, honestly the the person that gets the worst out of this deal was the Packers, which 
I think Aaron Rodgers was supposed to, you know, uh, to play 80% of his snaps to get, to be able to be able to get that uh, first round uh, projected pick. But now that he's hurt, I'm not too sure how this is going to go. Um, you know, this is a crazy situation as trades and stuff like that are, are, are really tricky. So it, it's going to be uh, crazy to see. And I, I, I'm going to have to do my work to see exactly um, if, if that number one or that first round pick is going to be uh, either a second round now or third round or how that is going to work out for the for the Packers. Uh, but definitely one of the best quarterbacks went down week one. And the, one of the best teams is now at, you know, a, a beginning stage as they were, you know, a year or two ago. Uh, but now they still have a great offense and a great defense. And they had a great game um, on Thursday night. I think it was Thursday. No, I think it was Monday night. Um, and they ended up coming back to win. So you got to just hope that the Jets could come through with this after a big loss uh, from Aaron Rodgers. But now let's talk about, you know, our week, uh, our, our weekly uh, games. And this week, I want to also talk about the power rankings. Uh, we're going to talk power rankings week one. As at number five, we got the Miami Dolphins, which they played against the Chargers. And they really shook up the league, I feel like, with the type of offense they're running right now. Um, but the Finns really fell flat when they visited the Bolts last year. But they delivered this time on Sunday, racking up, I think, 536 yards in the shootout win. And I just got to say, Tyreek uh, Hill and Tua have a great combination going right now. And coming into week two, I think they are top five team. Um, and at number four, I'm going to have to say we have uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, which, you know, they had a great game last week against the Patriots. Um, offensively, they're on point. You know, Philadelphia totaled 151 yards and nine first downs over the first 10 possessions, I think it was. And, you know, they're just playing with great discipline uh, and playing with proud prowess you know they're, they're going to be a great great team uh coming up in the later in 2023 but um I, I feel like they had a little bit of rust you know um they 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 went through the reps and they got they got the win uh but i feel like it's a quick turnaround for this weekend uh as they will be facing off the against the vikings today but um that would be my number four team and number three i got the dallas cowboys which the Cowboys really had a great game against the Giants. Don't get me wrong, 40-0, probably one of the best defensive uh, opening week uh, games I've seen. Um, they just dominated. I, I Through the whole game, dominated. Um, and I'm true believers in what the defense looks like. Um, I'm not going to say right now that they have the best defense in the league, which, you know, I guess on paper and I guess, you know, coming into week two, they have the best numbers, uh, but they still didn't really p play a top-notch team uh, such as the the, nine, the Niners did or, or uh, even um, the the, the um, Chiefs. Uh, but 
I feel like Dan Quinn has been putting together a great defense, and it looks like a Super Bowl defense in my opinion. Um, but it's going to be about the offense and how they keep uh, continuing to uh, utilize their running game. Um, and it's going to make Dak Prescott an uh, even better quarterback. So I got uh, the Dallas Cowboys right now at number three. At number two, I still got KC, one of the top teams, even though they lost against the, the Lions. Um, they didn't have Travis Kelsey. They they made a lot of progress with what they had. Um, and, and, you know, seeing how... Um, most of the most of the balls thrown uh, towards Kadarius Tony were catchable balls. Um, he just wasn't able to bring them in. You know, it, it's a tough thing to be a number one receiver with Mahomes uh, slinging that rock. You know, he, he's one of the best in the league, and and you have to be ready for his types of throws. Um, but I feel like. Um, this week, they, they may have a better opportunity to get things together. Um, and I feel like, you know, you get that week one jitters, you, you kind of shrug your shoulders and let it go off you. But I still feel like uh, KC is still one of the best teams in the league. And then at number one, I definitely got the San Francisco Niners right now. They just dominated the Steelers um, on Sunday. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with the, his running ability. Uh, but it's also been that defense. And all, I, I also have to talk about the offensive line, which the line did a great job in, in this uh, in this game, protecting uh, Brock Purdy and enabling, you know, um, McCaffrey to get open uh, holes, but also the blocking from their wide receivers, which was incredible to see um, a team that, plays all around good uh, football. I think the Niners right now definitely deserve that number one spot. But now let's talk about week two games. And before we get into the games, I just want to tell you, I'm not going to name off every team's games every week. I will be naming off the games that I think will be great to watch and also the California team. So let's start off with today. We got the Vikings versus the Eagles. And then on Sunday, we have the Ravens versus Bengals, Seahawks versus Lions, Colts versus Texans, Bears versus Buccaneers, Chiefs versus Jaguars, Packers versus Falcons, Raiders versus Bills, Chargers versus Titans, Niners versus Rams, Jets versus Cowboys, Dolphins versus Patriots, Saints versus Packers or Panthers, and then Browns versus Steelers. Um, and then Saints versus Panthers and uh, Browns versus Steelers will be two Monday night games this week. So we'll be getting two Monday night games, which is going to be awesome. Uh, as we got two really good um, divisional games uh, for our Monday night game. Uh, so make sure you guys uh, let me know which teams you guys are going for this year. And make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the NFL. And now let's talk about the NBA as in the news. Right now, the NBA is looking to curb load management for star players with a strict new policy. Um, and I believe this is going to be great for the game as, you know, load management has been something or an issue that the NBA has been plagued with the last few seasons. Uh, but the new rules, which have replaced the player resting policy introduced in 2017, are intent intended to promote player participation in the NBA's full 82-game season and prevent teams from resting more than one star on any given night. 
often to uh, referred as load management. But the PPP defines a star player as an individual who has been named to an all-NBA or all-star team in any of their previous three seasons. This means that the Boston Celtics, for example, uh, they have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown available every game across the regular season, uh, providing neither are injured. So you have to play one or the other. Um, you can't sit two. Um, and I think 49 players are actually defined as stars by these provisions, um, which were 26 of the teams, you know, not everybody has been named all-star has been named all NBA team, but in the last three years, there's going to be a lot more uh, players in that pool. Um, so it's going to be a great thing. I think for the NBA, um, it's ultimately really about the fans and, you know, I think, I think load management really took a lot of the fun out of going to the games as you never knew if you're going to see, uh, you know, your favorite player on any given night, just like how the Clippers have been doing with uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard sitting uh, both of them at the same time and really resting them until uh, the playoffs start. But this, this doesn't mean we're turning the clock back. You know, this doesn't mean that the players don't need rest. Uh, but the league is looking to make it more of a fan fair uh, occasion. That way you can see your favorite player. Um, and, and the PPP uh, is solely focused on star players. And it doesn't stop there. It dictates really that uninjured eligible players are required to suit up for nationally televised games as well. Um, the entirety of the new season tournament, which will begin in early uh November, which the NBA is implementing also as a new thing uh, this season. So it's going to really uh, prevent, really to shut down star players as, you know, these uh, inside um, tournaments, in-league in tournaments, and then we also have uh, the play-in at the end of the, uh, at the end for the playoffs. Um, there's going to be a lot of these final stretches that are going to be, uh, you're going to need your star player during these uh, times. So it's going to be crazy to see how teams will be tanking. Um, and of course, they also have tanking rules, of course, where, uh, but it's just crazy to me that, you know, you have to make these rules to make the NBA more competitive. Um, it's been a crazy topic for a long time with this load management, but I feel like it's good that the the NBA is going to do something about it. So hopefully when we look at the 2023 season, we'll be seeing a lot more NBA stars uh, playing in the NBA games. So it's a great thing for the NBA, I believe. Uh, but if you want more news on the NBA, make sure you tune in to the Blaze Podcast every week. I just want to thank you for pushing play this week. And I just want to remind you, make sure you set your schedule for September 22nd with that title pending, a continuous state of evolution, which will be featuring some of the best hip hop from our Fresno and Central Valley uh, as TA The Handful, BKR, your boy The Fee, Envy The Turntablist, and Otis Reed will be on one stage. That will be September 22nd. 7.30 to 11 p.m. at Tioga Sequoia Beer Gardens. And I'll be talking about that next week, too, but I do not want you guys to miss this event. So make sure you guys set your schedule. 
uh, for this event and make sure you guys support everything uh, that we got coming in uh, the Central Valley. Make sure you support your local businesses. Make sure you support your local artists and make sure you support your local podcast. I'm Alejandro Vedder signing off episode 238.